Good evening, everybody. How are you doing? Uh, all right, at the back. Yes, I think so. I think you're all right at the back. Yes, the children okay? Yes. Okay, lots of crawling, run, jumping, running children. I think we have we have jumping, running child to come, yeah, in our lives. I think so. <laughs> Another know. one? No, this no, one's running one. around. <laughs> She's not running yet. She's going to no, run. She <laughs> oh, it's good to see you. Um, Most of us have probably been watching the news recently. How things are changing very fast in the Arabic world. We're living in unprecedented days. But is this for good or is this for bad? What's going on? In uh, some people see the world as half full. And some people see the world as half empty. How do you see the world? A positive way? Half full? Or a negative way? Half empty? Do you have another glass of water, by the way, for me? Is it possible to have a glass of water? Thank you. One for me. One for you, for the boys. Yes. You know, when I, when I follow my football team, I'm always the half-empty person. They're always, whatever happens, I always think the worst. And usually it happens. Perhaps according to your faith it shall be. But some people are very optimistic. And somebody, some people are very pessimistic. But when we come to the Bible, and come to God's word, when we look at the world, we shouldn't look at it from a pessimistic point of view. Because God is still on the throne. He's on the throne. He will be on the throne. Forever and ever and ever. Amen. Amen. That's good news. Sometimes we always look from our perspective. But God has another perspective. We see that in the stories in the Bible sometimes. He was a man called Joseph. He had these dreams. And yet, what happened with his life? His brothers betrayed him. He was sold into slavery. And then he was working for a man in slavery. Uh, and then he was, he was lied upon and he was sold and told and sent into prison. Uh, then he was used by God in prison. 
ասու կողմից բանդի մեջ նա գործադրվում է to interpret dream որ երազների մեկնությունը տա but he was forgotten about բայց նորից նրան մոռանում է where was god in joseph's life all those years այդ բոլոր տարիները ուր էր աստված հովսեքի կյանքի մեջ it seemed everything was negative ճիշտ կարծես որ ամեն բան նրա կյանքում բացասական էր things went from bad to worse to worse իրա կյանքի պայմանները վատից ավելի վատ And then one day, Megor, at the right time, just Jamanakin, things suddenly changed. Banerisks men miankamits pochvel. And he became prime minister of Egypt. Na Egyptosi meds nacharar nelinum. And he, Joseph says an incredible thing. Եվ շատ հոյակապ խոսքեր ասում հովսեփը In Genesis chapter 45 Ծննդոցի 45-րդ համարի մեջ 7 եւ 8-ը համարի մեջ ասում է Genesis chapter 45 verses 7 to 8 45-րդ գլխի 7 8-րդ համարի մեջ ասում Says God sent me before you speaking to his brothers Իր եղբայրներին ասում է Աստված ինձ ղրկես ծեզնից առաջ to preserve a posterity for you in the earth to save your lives by a great deliverance. Որ ձեր համար մի լավ ապակա հայտ հայտեմ եւ ձեզ փրկություն տա։ So it wasn't you who sent me here. Դուք չեք որ ինձ այստեղ եք ուղարկել։ But God. Բայց Աստված։ And he's made me a father to Pharaoh and ruler throughout the whole land of Egypt. Եվ ինձի մեջ դիրք հետվել որ ամբողջ Եգիպտոսի մեջ ես մեծ լինեմ։ As for you Genesis 50 verse 20 he says as for you բայց ձեր համար you meant evil against me դուք վատ փափակեցիք իմ համար but god meant it for good բայց աստված դա փոխեց դեպի լավը ինձ համար in order to save many lives որ կարողանա շատ կյանքեր փրկի իմ միջոցով there came a time մի ժամանակ եկա when joseph was lifted up at prime minister որ հովսեփին աստված բարձացրա որպես մեծ նախարար but for many years բայց շատ տարիներ դրանից առաջ It seemed that things were going from bad to worse. Ճիշտ կարծես իր կյանքի պայմանները վատից ավելի լավ ամենավատն էին գնում։ Yet in the fullness of time, բայց ճիշտ ժամանակին Joseph was raised up as prime minister. Հովսեփին աստված բարձացրա որպես մեծ նախարար։ I want to tell you this. Այս եմ ուզում ձեզ ասել։ God is in control. Աստված տիրապետում է։ The Bible says in the fullness of time, Սուրբիր կասմ է ճիշտ ժամանակին God sent forth his son. Աստված իր զավակը գրկեց։ God has a time. Աստու համար ժամանակ կա։ He has time for nations. Երկրների համար նա ճիշտ ժամանակներն է որոշել։ He has time for peoples. Անձնավորությունների համար ճիշտ ժամանակ ունի որոշել։ We need to be aware of this. Մենք պետք է դա անդրադառնանք։ You you probably know better than me in this church. Հավանաբար դուք ինձնից ավելի լավ եք իմանում այս եկեղեցում։ About how things have changed in Iran. Ինչպես են պայմանները փոխվել Պարսկաստանի մեջ։ We still have the same government in Iran. Նույն government-ը կա Պարսկաստանի մեջ, հարավարությունը կա։ The Church of Jesus Christ, բայց Հիսուս Քրիստոսի աստվածը has grown from very few շատ քիչից to a very large number. Աճել է եւ դարձել է շատ բազմաթիվ throughout Iran and throughout the nations. Պարսկաստանի մեջ եւ ուրիշ երկրների մեջ։ If we look on the outside, Եթե դրսից նայենք, we have this regime that takes over the country. Տեսնում եք այս ռեժիմն է, որ երկիրը տիրապետել է, that persecutes the Christians. Որ հալածում է քրիստոնյաները։ It looks like evil is winning. Ճիշտ կարծես, որ չարը հաղթական է լինում։ And yet throughout that situation, բայց դրանով հանդերձ այդ պայմանների մեջ, God is bringing glory to himself. 
As many thousands have come to Christ. So when we look at the situation in the Middle East, what is happening? Is it the devil? Is it God? Well, what we do know, that even when evil's at work, God is at work bringing glory to himself. In Egypt, until very recently, the Christians are very much persecuted. They're allowed to worship in their churches. You can't build new churches, but you can worship in your churches. Don't, don't bother other people with your Christianity. And yet, during this time in Egypt, we have seen extraordinary things. I didn't see it on the BBC. Or ITV or Sky. But in the middle of that square in, in Cairo, Two Sundays ago, there was a prayer meeting held by Christians. Did you know that? Yes, I saw it. You saw it. It was wonderful, wasn't it? On Al Jazeera, it was broadcast. And there were the Christians leading the peoples of Egypt in prayer. To bless the nation. Quoting scripture. Talking about Jesus. Singing worship songs to God. And there were Muslims, many Muslims in the crowd. All singing the same worship songs. You saw this? I saw this and I also saw the uh, Muslims protecting the Christians while they were doing their service. Oh, hallelujah, the Muslims protect the Christians. This is a miracle. Uh, shall I translate what I said? Yeah, please. This, this is a miracle. It's a miracle, it's a harashk. God, we never allowed to have any worship outside the church. And there they were in the middle of Cairo. Worshipping God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now my hairdresser, he's just had my hair cut. He's originally from Egypt. Though he had to leave the country. Because he became a Christian. And I was asking him about this program on television. And he said, you mean yesterday? No, I said the week before. I said, what happened yesterday? He said, well, in the largest evangelical church in Cairo... Called Castra El Dobara. They had a service. 
like a memorial service for all the people who have been killed during this time of demonstration. And they invited all the families of the people who had lost their lives. And they had a service again in which they prayed for the families and they blessed the families. And in this church, it's a large church, was packed with Christians and Muslims all in their veils. All again, praying, worshipping God, and it was broadcast on Egyptian television. This is a miracle. We're living in a time in which God is doing miracles. I think that's a good thing. What about you? We would never have believed it was possible three months ago. This is impossible. But God is the God of the possible. That's why when we look at the world, we can see problems, but we're not to focus on the problems. We are to focus on the God. Who rules and reigns. If we look at Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter 13, verse 24, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed seed into the field. He sowed good seed into the field, sorry, good seed in the field. But while men slept, his enemy came and he sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. And he explains what this means. In verse 37. He says, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. And the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. But the tears of the son of the wicked one, the enemy who sold them is the devil. So what we've got going on even in our time is two seeds being sown. A good seed and while enemy while we sleep, a bad seed. That's when we look at the world. We can see really bad things. Or we can see good things. Unfortunately, it seems that bad news 
is more attractive than good news. Especially for our television channels. Every time you put on the news, there's another murder, there's another stabbing. And these things are true, they happen. These are the sons of the evil one at work. But we don't often hear about the good things that are happening. And the challenge there is therefore as we begin to think negatively about things. What is happening? It's going bad. And yet Jesus said, when we look at the harvest fields, John chapter 4, John 4.35, he says they're already white for harvest. So he sees things as positive. But he also says the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Matthew chapter 9, 37. So what's he saying there? There's a good harvest going on. But there are few laborers for the harvest. So God is calling us to be part of his work into sowing into a good harvest. Galatians 6, 7 says this. Do not be deceived for God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will also reap. And this is true of, of nations and peoples. We reap what was sown a generation ago. It may not take, it takes time to arrive. But what is sown now will appear in 10, 20, 30 years time. But if we focus on the negative, this will, this will stop us from believing in the God who's doing the good work in his harvest field. The Bible says we should sow because the Bible says, it tells a story, isn't it, of a, of a man who went to sow a seed. And he says that where he sowed the seed, some fell on the wayside. Some fell on stony places. Some fell among thorns. And some fell on good ground. And he explained this. The sower is the one who sows the word of God. There's a need to sow the word of God. And where do we sow it? It's very interesting, this parable. Because you'd think the farmer 
would be very careful where he sowed the seed. But, but he sowed it on the wayside. That was very careless. He sowed it on stony places. That's very careless. He sowed it among thorns. That's even more careless. And then some on good ground. At last. That's a good farmer. So what does that mean? I think it means this. We are not to judge where we throw the seed. We throw the seed wherever we throw the seed. We sow the seed to the unwilling and the willing. What do I mean by this? We could look at certain people and we say, oh, they are Muslims. Or they are atheists. There's no point sowing the seed of the word of God to them because they won't want to know. But the Bible says, this one sowed the seed everywhere. And we think of instant results. But as we sow, we don't know what's going to produce the harvest. When I, I know you, I've talked a little bit before with you, but I study the nations. And written a course called God's Work Among the Nations. And when we look at the nations, there were certain nations that were close to the gospel. In 1960, some of you might remember 1960. That Nepal was a Hindu kingdom. There were no Christians there. Anybody try to bring Christianity to the country? They would have five years in jail. In 1959, the year, year before this, a small Nepalese fellowship started. With 29 Christians. 12, that's about two and a half rows, yeah? All the Christians in Nepal, two and a half rows. 25 years later, 1985, there were 50,000 Christians in Nepal. You can't get 50,000 here, can you? No, we can't. That's a quite a big football stadium worth. What had happened? The seed that had been sown. The work of reaching out to those people. Often on the border, giving out tracts, praying for people on the border of the country. 
թուղթեր տալից են տարածում են մարդկանց մեջ, աղոտք են անում մարդկանց համար, երկրի սահմաններում, ինչ բերևց այս բերքը, 1985, Mongolia Mongolia had almost no indigenous Christians, perhaps only four people. Okay, four people. One, two, three, four. In the whole country. By ten years later, the year 2000, there were eight to ten thousand believers. Today is estimated there are 40,000 believers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's happening? What is going on? The seed that has been sown is producing a harvest. Hallelujah. You never know where the seed is. There's one remarkable story of a country in South Asia which largely Muslim people and a young man who had been thrown out of his home with no hope walking down the road, this young man, miserable and a missionary working in the country saw him and offered him a ride on the rickshaw. And on this short journey, he offered him a Bible. And this young man read the Bible and found salvation. <laughs> And he began to share it with many others. He was beaten by his family. And uh, it was a terrible time. But his best friend protected him. And he studied the Bible and prayed and read his Bible. And his best friend became a Christian too. And in obedience to the Bible, they baptized each other. And though they constantly were persecuted, they went to share Jesus in their community. They usually found a man of peace within the community. And he gave them an opportunity to dialogue in the local mosque. And in the local mosques, they would lead people to look at 
Jesus Christ. As the way to eternal life. And the church began to grow. It's estimated that in 2003, 7,000 Muslims were baptized each month. In 2,420,000 in the year. It's estimated in that country there are between 400,000 and half a million Christians now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It started with one little conversation in a rickshaw. Sowing the word of God. It's not always been easy. Persecution. They've had nine martyrs. Including this young man's best friend. But God is at work. In the nations, isn't he? You see, when we look at the world, we can look at it negatively. Or we can look upon it positively. God is at work. And I know the devil's at work. I read and you know about some of the horrible things that happen in the world. And we're realistic about that. The Bible talks about a battle that's going on. But we can't just be observers. Saying that's terrible, that's terrible. We need to be people who are actively engaged in the battle. And the one of the ways we can do it is by sowing seed. Whatever, Wherever we go. The Bible says this. He, Galatians 6.9 Let's not grow weary in doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Hallelujah. So what should we do? We should be sowing our seed taking our part in the battle. We sow in faith. That's why I say we got to believe that what we're doing will produce a harvest. We know that some of it will fall on the wayside. We know some of it will fall in stony places. Or among thorns. But some of it will land on good ground. Produce fruit. Hallelujah. I'm a person that has to now stop thinking negatively. It's not half empty. It's not my football team I'm talking about now. 
We're talking about the God of the universe. Who is at work to this day. So, we, so what do we do? We sow in our witness. We never know if that person is like that young man on the rickshaw. We tell them about the love of God. Even if they don't seem to want to know. We tell them about it. And we ask God, God give us those opportunities to talk to people. We are looking to do a mission to Philippines in the summer. Uh, and prices are very expensive in the But we've got a very good possibility of a of a good price flight. With Saudi Arabian Airlines. Wow. Flying via Riyadh. Wow, Riyadh Rayovel Pitiestang. In the middle of Ramadan. Ramazan Amsi and Tatskum. What shall we do? Inch Petkian. Oh, I don't want to go on that flight. Chemuzum yes at Trichkin Masnaksen. I said, is there a problem on the flight? Is there a difficulties on the flight? Jana Barin Dishwar Chunishka. No, they don't only thing they don't serve alcohol. That's That's not a problem for us. But we have a possibility of flying with Saudi Airlines. I don't know. I think this could be God. Being on a plane with all these Saudi people. Maybe God has a plan for us to witness. You never know how God opens up opportunities. Sometimes I feel I miss opportunities. I don't know about you. I remember one time being in an airport uh, uh, lounge. And finding a passport that was left there on my seat. And it was of a young, it was of a man going to, uh, going off to Mecca. And I found his passport. And I started to think, maybe I'll hand it in. But then I came back, I thought, I'd better come back to my seat because maybe he'll come back to where he'd left it. And as I did, he came back to that seat. And he was so grateful and I handed him the passport. And I said, God bless you. But in hindsight, I wished I had said more. Maybe just something simple. Like I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus and I wanted to make sure you had your passport because God loves you. But I missed, but I missed the occasion. And I, that sometimes makes me sad. Because I want to sow into the, into the things of God, into the kingdom. There's too much evil. <coughs> yes, we have all this Islamic fundamentalism. 
the enemy does sow his seed. But I want to sow my seed. What about you? What about you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can sow in prayer. We can pray for peoples and nations. I remember in this situation in Egypt. How God spoke to us in our prayer meeting. To continue to pray for Egypt. Yes, the enemy can be at work. We know there are groups there who would like to bring Islam to its fullness in Egypt. But I want to be one that sows into that nation in prayer. And, and like the people of Egypt said, as the Bible says, Egypt, my people, the blessing of God. Oh, we can pray for that. And we can also give and sow in finance. Giving to kingdom causes. Whatever we give. Sometimes we have offering talks in our church. And sometimes they say this. When you give, believe that God will bless that. And you will get a blessing back. Now I believe in that. But I like what we pray and I prayed in this church as well. That when we give, it will produce a harvest for the kingdom. So when we sow, we want to sow into causes that will bring the kingdom to expand. There's a lot of money going into evil things. God caused the sow into good things. It may not be easy. But the Bible says those who sow in tears will reap in joy. Psalm 126 verse 5. Very good. Good translation. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> <laughs> Not easy. <laughs> but we sow. Believing that God wants to use it. We might not see the result this side of eternity. But we will see it. Because God is at work. So when we look at the world, when we look at the Middle East, all those terrible things happening, people being killed as we, as we speak, but we believe that God is in charge. Some men it for evil. But, but God means it for good. We be people of faith. Who see that God's at work. It's not half empty. It's half full. And God is filling up. 
եւ աստվածնյուս մասն էլ լցնում է so let us sow in faith believing that god wants to use us for this generation for this nation for the nations and for the generations to come hallelujah hallelujah oh we need to pray for our children so into them god will use them as he promises more than we expect or imagine hallelujah hallelujah shall we pray thank you jesus thank you lord thank you jesus thank you lord thank you jesus hallelujah father we thank you that you're in charge of this nation of the nations of the earth you work them out for good Lord, we want to be those who sow as well for the goodness of God that we may reap a harvest in due season and I pray for this church I thank you for the men and women who've sold over the over the over the decades, Lord. That you'll honor their sowing. That they will reap. Those who've sowed in tears will reap in joy. I thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. Jesus Christos Amen. Amen.